With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Oh, we're live. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. You sure are. And those headphones messed up my hair. I had to fix my do. Anyways, this first ad was brought to you by... Michael Lovett. Ah, you were quicker than me. There it is. Look at this beautiful, beautiful ad. We've started early, by the way, for all the people uh, wondering when we were going to start... <laughs> <laughs> the live uh, feed. But anyways, here we go. This is a 2018 custom aluminum explorer from the brand is Loex. Is that really a brand? Maybe. I'm selling my prototype that's been three years in the making and was and it was definitely worth it. 25 and a half inch scale fender style neck, maple neck with rosewood fingerboard, single humbucker, single volume, single tone. It's made out of aluminum, but it's ready for heavy metal. Oh my gosh. I plan in building more in the future, so keep an eye out for your favorite body styles, but more badass and aluminum. And aluminum, finally. A guitar that's aluminum. Wouldn't this still be heavy? You don't think this is heavy? I think it'll be a lot lighter than a solid block of aluminum, Steve. Yeah, but like, what about wood? Yeah, what about wood? What about wood? (laughs) I kind of like this. I'm kind of. What about wood? A Treso brother. I'm kind of into the concept. What we're looking at here for the audio listeners who haven't clicked the imager links because you don't like to look at things. Um, it's a 2018 custom aluminum Explorer. Well, it's an Explorer style shape by way of like ESP LTD where, you know, it's got yeah. kind of that swoop shaped to the tail fin. Mm-hmm. But what's really going on here, what's really interesting is that the body is made out of two sheets of aluminum that are suspended away from each other with uh, like like pole spacers in between, like almost like yeah. bolts in between to make it the, the thickness of an electric guitar. But it's essentially all empty space inside. It's essentially hollow. I think it's, it's kind of cool. I, if I saw this at NAM, I would definitely pick it up and see what it feels like. And you would put it down and yeah. go, Look, huh. you, can, you can take all the bolts out holding it together and just take the bottom and top off and have, complete access to the guts. That's the part that I don't understand is like, it looks like it's like all of those um, spacers should be connected to the bottom. And then you're just screwing the top on to the bottom. Right. But it actually looks like it's the opposite, but you don't ever see a picture of the bottom. Do you want to see a picture of a bottom? Steve? I do want to see the picture of a bottom. (laughs) My main problem with this guitar is this awful carpet that they photographed it on. Like some other surface, please. Some Facebook user says you could hide so many Boss HM2s in that empty space, but every Boss HM2 that you add to that empty space is going to double the value of this guitar. <laughs> I also feel, I think the price on this is fair. It's a really wild out there concept. 
for 450 bucks. I have no idea if the neck is any good at all. It's a really crazy uh, shape on the headstock. I think it's a GFS neck. It's some sort of... I think it's a GFS neck because that's a GFS pickup. All right. It might be, or it might be like a warm-up neck, or it could just be some sort of random parts neck that they found somewhere. Um, But for 450 bucks, I feel like the body is... Like that's still like disposable kind of like curiosity mm-hmm. price. You know, this person's not asking, you know, $2,400 or something like that. Yeah. 450 bucks. Go, like, kick, go kick the tires. If this does it for you, like you're not going to be able to get it put together yourself for that cheap. What's a bummer is, is this going to sell locally? This is in Cheyenne, Wyoming. There's only like 15 people there. You probably already know all of the other guitar players. This is a guitar that's cheap to ship if you want to because you can completely flat pack it <laughs> <laughs> you can ship it like it's a uh, a framed photo like in like uh in between two pieces of cardboard right. and it's like a right. quarter of an inch thick or something like that <laughs> that would actually be a really cool business model for this i could see a company making these bodies and shipping them disassembled mm-hmm. and then you just and it, it ships in a you know a packing slip that is is seriously thin mm-hmm. and you just set it up when it gets there and it becomes a full size guitar. This guy needs and just to, add a neck, you know? This guy needs to partner with um with uh Baguli. Baguli. Yeah. Baguli. Bagley. Bagley. Bagley? How is it for do you know how it's pronounced? <laughs> no, this, Did he ever say? This guitar would look awesome with one of those necks yeah. on here. It would be super duper neck heavy because you really need a top horn to balance out mm. an aluminum neck. But man, it would look awesome. Just replace all of the screws that are going along the lower edge with like lead screws. And if they sold this as a kit, you could select different lengths of spacers and have a really thick guitar or really thin guitar. There's customization options. You really could fit an HM2 in there. You could fit all sorts of stuff in there. You could totally fit a pedal board inside of this. It's it's wide open. There's so much room for activities. (laughs) It's wide open. You could stuff all kinds of crazy stuff in this guitar concept. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm into it. I'm all for it. I think someone should buy this if it does it for them. So what I'm hearing is this ad was sent by Michael Lovett, but it's more like Ryan Lovett. Ryan loves it. Ryan, uh, Ryan loves Chachi. <laughs> I, I didn't know where to go with that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was a little bit forced. I'm sorry for what I've done. Uh man. So anyways, What's new? Um, I got this shirt, the same shirt that what? you got last time. No, I didn't I even notice. You got a gray one. I got a gray one. The, it is swell with my soul. I will not be taking it off. Like you. <laughs> Somebody commented that that was like the most terrified they've ever seen me on this show. With me taking my with shirt off? Your shirt off. Steve's seen me take my shirt off before. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, I got one. And I was talking to Andrew about maybe trying to do a, do an install video or something, but... We'll see. We'll yeah, see. yeah. We'll scoot, see what happens. Scoot in a little bit. You're yeah. you're drifting out of the video frame. Need there, a, need a Andrew to send us what what's the demo rate? Like five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's five hundred thousand dollars, and uh, that's if you want you know the the video published on your birthday. It's a hundred thousand dollars if you want it published on my birthday. So there you go. That it's should big, be a thing. Big savings. That should be a thing. Big I, savings. I have another what's new, but I'm actually just going to integrate it later into the show. So. All right. All right. Well, Very we cool. could have done that with my what's new, but instead we're going to make it a what's new and a topic <laughs> that are like integrated oh, into yeah. each other. Uh, I covered the new Amazon 
basics pedals today in my YouTube video. That's right. Pedals made lovingly by hand by Jeff Bezos himself. Oh, the Bez boy. These are Bez tone pedals. Yeah, that's why they're so expensive. They're not that expensive, Steve. They're only $25. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeff Bezos really does not know how to value his uh, labor. <laughs> I honestly, I would like to know like what the profit margin is for these Amazon basics pedals versus them being sold through Amazon still as Nuex, Nux, Coco, Twin Note, whatever. I have a feeling the profit margin is probably about the same. Oh, yeah. Like I have, I don't think that. Have you taken it open? No, have, I, open? have oh, I taken it open? I have not. I guess you can't do it easily because you have to take well, the I rubber took off. One of these, op- I took one of the this one open before. I, now I'm stuck in this weird phrasing. I took it open. I opened up this one when I first got it, and it's actually like two boards in there. Okay, I was just asking because somebody so asked if it there was a if there's an if the board inside is a Nux board. Oh, to to see. The Nux mark, you have to take off the the second board that's sandwiched oh, okay. to get to gotcha. the exciting stuff because there's just boring stuff when you open it up yeah. immediately. Um, so, anyways, uh, there was a little bit of light discussion going on in the Facebook group and other places. Like, what other guitar concept? What other guitar gear concept should Amazon Basics tackle next? Should we have an Amazon Basics uh, Les Paul? or an Amazon Basics? I mean, Donner sell like all of those brands sell. Other things. I think a guitar is too too easily failed. I think strings would be a good idea. Amazon Basics amps is kind of obvious. Yeah, but I I guess could you sell an amp without selling a guitar? I I feel like basic stuff, Amazon Basics brand stuff, has to live in like this disposable. Like oh, I'll try that. Cables like cables. Oh, they already have cables. Apparently, pedals are like. They're cheap, you know, 25 bucks for yeah. a drive pedal or whatever. Like, they're kind of more, you well, don't have to commit to it. could probably put an amp out at, like, $50. But, like, an amp, I feel like you're committing more to it. Unless, it, unless it's a little battery practice amp, which I think would make sense. But I think Amazon basic strings, all the accessories, straps, cables, it sounds like they already have. $50. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh... is what we're stuck on, apparently. Oh, I forgot to take notes on the timestamps. So you didn't want to talk about what's new, huh? I did already talk about what's new. No, I'll talk about it later. You'll talk about it later. Steve is being shot. Anything else on Amazon Basics, man? Um, Nah, not really. Uh, The video is blowing up. It's got like 5,000 views. Fine, I'll talk about it now. Got my Albie. Steve got his Albie. Albie. He got the... Where's yours? I want to see him side by side. Uh, It's right over there next to you. Steve got the uh, the custom or like limited edition flat color. Mine is the like over metal clear coat sort of color. So you can decide which one you like the best, and then uh, still take home yours because I'm keeping mine. Oh no, mine's definitely better. Oh my god, I mean, obviously. <laughs> well, Grant probably put that super secret Steve mode on it. That that I just. <laughs> Throw it on the ground, why don't you? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm back. I didn't throw it on the ground. Jeez. This, what do you think I am? I'm not Stupid. part of your system. This phone's not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got that uh, the other day. It's super cool. I need to plug it in. I need to run a bass through it. I base, almost, base, base, I almost base. did a, a, a trade pedals for amps this week that I did not need to do. And I talked to myself out of it. Ah. There was a guy uh, locally, obviously who had a, uh, or probably still has 
a deluxe reverb. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, the silver face, yeah, like sixty eight yeah. re- reissue ones. I'm acting like I like already you heard this. Cause, no, no, I'm like acting as if like, why are you telling me this? I, know, I, I already know. know. Everyone else, like, I'm talking to them. I know, Steve. I know, I know what you're doing. This I'm is just, for them. We don't I, need to do a show. We can just talk to each other on our own. I know, I know. <laughs> Carry on, sir. So I was going to trade pedals for this amp plus cash or whatever. And it, uh, it had a, a, a vintage Jensen speaker in it, yeah, which was, you know, piquing my interest, but I talked myself out of it. I'm technically like supposed to be getting one of those tone King amps eventually. King of tone. No, not King. of tone. That's a different <laughs> one of, thing. One of the Imperials, which I think is based on a deluxe reverb. Oh, um, you know, COVID completely ground everything to a halt over there. Yeah. And so, that got pushed back forever. I was supposed to get it like early in the year, like springtime. And now it looks like I might get it in springtime next year. <laughs> but I, I followed up on that. I'm like, if that might happen, I should not trade things for an amp that will be right. You know, redundant. If that happens, you should have offered- and then I realized I probably don't even need that amp. You so what am I even doing? A picture of one of those bins over there and just sent him at that picture. Like, what do like, you want, bud? Be like, be like, I'll give you this whole bin. Well, I was, your I, amp. I was trying to like test the waters and ask the guy like, so ask do you him, want, uh, did he want, if he wants any of these Amazon basic, I was like, do you want, um, do you want like high value stuff? Cause I was hoping he would just be like, Oh, like I want a bunch of like pedals that I can flip on the market. Yeah. Cause it'll be easier, easier than selling an amp. Do you want like any certain style? And he's just like, Oh, I just want like a nice fuzz and a nice overdrive. It's like, ah, I'm not going to be able to like cover the cost of this amp with just pedals. If he just wants two pedals, like, so I don't know. I kind of got oh, cold on the trail. Figure, so what was it like? Just drive and fuzz. What drive and fuzz? What two? I know. Like, I'm just thinking about this. It well, happened, he did. It he was, wanted trade plus cash. Oh, plus cash. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I, say, and oh, I wanted to do straight. I wanted to roll up and be like, well, I happen to have, yeah. you know, the exact amount, dollars worth of pedals. Yeah. For you. Uh, I'm burping on my Mexican food. Because otherwise, it, I, I'm trying to think of one fuzz, one drive, and it would it would have to be like a king of tone and like a hand-painted fuzz factory. Right, right. Or an HM2. HM2 is close. Yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. just one of these bad boys from our sponsor, Chase Plus Audio. Should we transition? That to is, that sponsor is the next spot thing right on now. the spot. This episode well is brought to you by sir. Chase Plus Audio, makers of a single drive pedal that I could probably trade for that amplifier. Maybe. Well, they were, he was trying to sell the amp for 800 bucks. Oh, okay. So pretty close. Yeah. Pretty yeah, close. This is an expensive big boy pedal here. It does. Overdrive. It does preamp boost. It does multiple kinds of fuzzes, crazy gated, nasty, ridiculous fuzzes, or you know, very usable conservative fuzzes. It can be a wah pedal. It can be a tremolo. It's programmable with MIDI. These little guys here move on their own when it's powered up, and you start scrolling through presets or you know, send MIDI commands to it and whatnot. It's a marvel of modern engineering. Go check it out. Chase Plus Audio, Preamp Mark II, the Ottoman Tone Series. They also have a reverb that uh, is out, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. So go check that out. Huge thanks to Chase Plus Audio for sponsoring yet another episode of your favorite podcast. The best podcast in the world of all styles of podcasts, all genres of podcasts. This is the one that you choose to trust. 
and Chase Bliss. Make sure that you keep getting that content that you know and love week in and week out. And now a message from Big Bird. I'm just kidding. We don't have Big Bird here. I was going to try to do a voice, but I'm not good at voices. Don't do a voice. <laughs> uh, this week's first topic comes from Eastwood Guitars, the MRG series. Well, they didn't send it. Let me get to it. They didn't send this to us. Someone commented about it in the group. And I was like, whoa, what is going on here? Eastwood has come out with 11 guitars all at once. That are all in mandolin bodies. They, I was trying to figure this out. How many times do they repurpose the same body? One, two, three, four for the uh, mandolin size, ukulele size. And then it looks like the same body for uh, the bass and all the other guitar-sized ones. No, there's two, like, mid-size. It's hard to tell. Like, I'm wondering, did they did they really, like, make a bunch of different body styles here, or is it just the like three bodies it's over t- and it's over? It's hard to tell in this picture. It's really hard to tell exactly what's going on here, but holy heck, Eastwood, they completely leaned into this mandolin body concept and put out 11 instruments all at the same time, all with a similar body theme. So I'm trying to, some, I'm trying to figure out exactly what the, story is here i just tried to scroll on the picture as if it was a website it is not a website it's a photograph that i've sent you steve look at this photograph <laughs> oh man it's been a while since i've heard that reference um that's not it true really? no you bring it up every single time you know but i don't know what, what do you think of this They've got a mandolin here. They've got a ukulele here. They have like a cello lin. They have a baritone guitar. They have a regular guitar. They have a bass. They have a resonator guitar. They have a lap steel. It is an entire line of stringed instruments. I'm surprised there's not like a violin. Yeah, in it's, all this. A, it's a bit. It's a bit much. I'm trying to find. I I can't find like the main site for this. Uh, but I guess like the, there we go. You guitar player, time to spread your wings. Ukulele player, time to electrify your playing. So there's a ukulele. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Cello player, time to join the band. I'm not sure which one of these is. It, I'm not sure which one of these is supposed to be a cello. I guess. I mean, this is such a specific bass. look. This is such a, a niche, like a mandolin themed. There's a man. What's the difference between a mandola guitar. and a mandolin? Is it scale? I think there's scale, scale. differences. Baritone ukulele, mando cello, tenor. Lap steel, guitar, baritone guitar, resonator guitar, MRG bass, MRG bass. In the MRG bass is a short scale. Um, I really think that these guitar-sized ones all have the same exact body. So I think there's there are six guitars here that have the same me. exact Jeez. body, and they just figured out how to tool them differently for you yeah. Know, that each that, that seems to be the case. So there's uh, three 15-inch scale instruments. Uh, I, there is two 18-inch scale instruments. There's uh, a couple 23, 20. So I think like the sub 20-inch scale instruments are all the same. The like 20 to 25-inch scale instruments are all the same. And then the longer than 25-inch right. scale are all the same, which is basically what you said. Basically. If you had to pick one of these, what would you what would you go with? And I don't know. I I kind of just, I can't get into this. Yeah, you don't like it at Maybe all. Maybe the electric mandolin. Well, the mandolin is the most like conventional because it's yeah, an I actual know. mandolin I shape. I know. 
<laughs> or maybe like the the um the resonator. That's what I was thinking, and strictly because I don't have a resonator yeah. right now, so it would fill that niche, that niche. But then I uh, I, I have trouble saying no to ukuleles. Like if if I had the opportunity to demo one of these, I'd be like, oh, throw in the ukulele because I like I I've been collecting them weirdly. I don't know. I I think that this is man. What are they trying to do? Like they went balls deep into this concept. They went full on into it. Yeah, it's like I think somebody. Uh, they, so in the story, like they, they usually, say like they usually test the waters and like, oh, let's try this body style and we'll see if people like it, and then we'll offer a couple more options. No, they're like, let's rip off the band aid. People are gonna love this. Let's do eleven guitars all with this body all at once. That is really wild. Yeah, their claim is that uh, people like asked them to do a traditional style instrument, and this is what they ended up with. Weird. So, you know, I don't know. And their website's weird. Their website's very technically technologically advanced. <laughs> it's hard for Steve to process what he's looking at when he looks at the website because it is so advanced. Uh, bigger pedals asks, have you ever seen the way, have you ever seen the weird J Terser resonator electric? Those are neat. That's the one that Adam has. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that thing definitely reminds me of. Um, and yeah, I guess there's a, another, they have a mainline instrument called the cozy. That is, um, this body type I'm trying to find, see if I can find it on their website. I mean, quick. if I had to choose, you're, you're scrolling through airlines and Eastwood stuff right now. If I had to choose a resonator, I'd go with their airline resonator. Hmm. Cause that one's cool looking. I don't know. I don't know. You guys tell us what you think in the comments, uh, wherever you happen to be. I think it's just a really, it's a big move and a weird move. It's a bold move. We'll see if it it's pays off. It's a big, off. bold, weird move. It's a big, bold, weird thing to do. And Eastwood is the company that does big, bold, weird things. So if anyone's going to do it, they're going to be the one to do it. They've got other Mando steels, too. They, they have, have a lot. They're, they have an incredible amount of instruments at Eastwood. Yeah. And my experience oh, is that, guitar. I mean, the, all the Eastwoods and airlines that I've played have been really fun players. Yeah. I honestly, you know... If I had gone to Summer Nam, I was going to make a point to go to the Eastwood showroom and try to check out as much as I could. But, uh, you know, that got canceled. So that's not happening. Hopefully it's still around the next time I go to Nashville. Disappointing. Very disappointing. Very disappoint. All right. Man, we're just ripping through this episode, Steve. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Are we? Yeah. Uh, next ad? This next ad was sent by Matt Williams. It's a custom SG. Let me get to it here. Custom-built guitar, Gibson SG body, PRS-style neck, Epiphone P90 pickups, new strings, Bigsby-style tremolo bridge, red with natural wood accents, looking for a cool trade, Telecaster or pedal board. Oh, he wants a cool trade. Uh, also available to buy it now. Needs a setup, but brand new. He wants $200. Um, no? <laughs> no. No, thank you. I don't, I don't want to give you two hundred dollars. Oh, for this. wood accents? No, that's not a wood accent, bro. That's, that's a, you didn't paint the that's a sides and back. Freaking belt sander accident. <laughs> oh, that's no accident. That was on purpose. No, no, no. That's that's what happened. This dude started. This dude started to like strip the paint off the side of the guitar, and he's like, "Oh, maybe I don't want to do this." No, I think that he taped off the sides and sprayed 
the top. And he might not have even taped off the sides. Like I'm seeing paint on the edge there. I don't think I can move this stupid mouse. I need to connect a real mouse to this that I can. That's not a real. What kind of mouse? Well, is you know, like an Apple mouse where I can scroll it around. Oh, Mr. Cause... Fancy Apple. No, mouse. I just want to be able to scroll side to side, Steve. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you, you and Ariana I Grande. Have this cheap plastic scrolling, mouse that doesn't have the side to side, side scroll. To side. I just want to. I just want to scroll side to side, Steve. It's all. This is the moment where we quit, where we break up the podcast, because oh! Steve is mad about. My uh, cork sniffering. Ryan needs a mice. Mag- mag- is it magic mouse? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I have some wireless ones. I just need to put batteries in and connect them. Um, so yeah, jeez, there's a lot here. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> I wish I could see the whole headstock because I know. it kind of like disappears in a mystery sort of shape. But you I- can tell that it's not going to be a Gibson or PS- PRS shape. I really want the end edge of that headstock to be the ovation chair. <laughs> that would actually make me love this guitar. Uh, if this guitar was every guitar brand at once. And the the abalone PRS inlays on a maple fretboard, it barely looks good on PRS guitars. You throw it on <laughs> you throw it on an SG. Jeez. Well, it's also a freaking bolt on SG. Uh was it um this David, is a parts David, disaster. David six six five says, "I bet you that Bigsby is the economy version. It's not the economy version of a Bigsby because it's not actually a Bigsby, right? It's uh, it's like the it's some sort of knockoff eBay. It's the one you deal. buy off Amazon when you Google. It's like eight, cheap when you Google a pot metal vibrato. It's like yeah, because you Google pot metal vibrato. No, you Google Bigsby and then you buy the eighteen dollar one instead yeah. of the you know eighty dollar one and." You get, you know, $18 worth of performance out of it. But that's another story. And also, is that going over a wraparound bridge? It's going under a wraparound bridge. You think it's... I'm saying, like, this is a wraparound right, bridge. Right. It's not... It's not. They're all set on the same posts. Right. This this guitar was meant to have just a wraparound stop tail bridge. And it's still there. And those things slide off of their posts if they're not connected somehow we haven't even talked about the fact that these are not p90s yeah those are not p90s i mean they might be single coils who knows this thing's so wonky they might be some kind of single coil but it's not a p90 so i don't know what kind of nonsense this guy is getting up to i kind of like the pit guard i kind of like the big <sighs> swoop down there with all the controls down on it i didn't even th- really pay it i was so appalled by everything else uh, like I think I would hate it if I saw that on a Gibson, but on like a knockoff SG, there's something kind of charming in an import, like Japanese version of an SG sort of way. Like it needs to have some sort of like uh like graphic on the pit guard of like a bird or something like that, or like an olive branch. I don't know, like some sort of like floral thing, like on the pit guard to, to push it into like this seventies import hippie sort of like vibe a dove. and then i'd, I'd like the, sh- the shape of the pit guard on the sg the neck is is awful get rid of the neck the prs thing matched with an sg is ugly to me but there i honestly there is something about the body that is doing it for me even the side stripped away paint thing steve is giving me a look steve you want to give me that look again uh. so people can see it in full size that's the look he just gave me 
cuts me to the quick every time. I can tell. As it should. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, oh, it's a flat red finish with a, with a flat black pit guard. Uh, Nissan 570 reminded me, well, reminded us of the Nelly Fortunato song. Is that her name? Uh, Nelly... Close enough. Yeah, close enough. Close Nelly, enough close and auto. Uh, uh, this guitar. Furtado. It's Furtado. Furtado. Uh, this guitar is like a bird. I want it to fly away. <laughs> this guitar is like a bird. I want to watch a cat eat it <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> this guitar is like a bird. Mm. I don't know. That's like a super old-timey reference from us. That's like 1998 or something like that. I don't think it's that old. You don't think that song's that old? No. Look it up. Google it. I'm going to say like 2001. No. No. It's got to be in the 90s. All right, guys. Money bets right now. Nelly Furtado. All right. I'm like a bird. When did All it right, come guys, out? All right, guys. Here's the deal. If it's 1998 or earlier, uh, Super Chat Ryan, five bucks. <laughs> if it's 2000 or later, Super Chat Me, five bucks. And if it's, in the, if it's in the no man's land in between? Super Chat the podcast, five bucks. No, pick a charity of your choice and say thank you nelly fortunato her first album came out was called whoa nelly of course it was it came out in the year 2000 shut up the song i'm like a bird was released october 24th we just hit the 20 year anniversary of i'm like a bird happy birthday happy 20th birthday nelly Furtado's i'm like a bird holy fly away i'm like a bird i want to fly away I don't know where I'm going. This song I don't know is, the rest of the words. All right, this, but I am like a bird. I want to fly away. That song deserves an ironic rock cover. It's a good song. Oh, yeah. Amanda Coombs knows the song, and she says she's Canadian because Nelly Furtado was the Canadian Madonna. What? What does that mean? I don't know, but she's Canadian, and when she came out, a lot of people compared her to Madonna. That makes no sense. I don't... Make... The Canadian part or the Madonna part? The Madonna part. Uh, she's a woman, and she's making pop music, therefore Madonna. <laughs> that makes zero sense whatsoever. I don't I mean, what do rules, I know? Man. What do I know? I mean, what do we know? We're just male guitarists over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not real guitarists. I kind of want guitarists. a male guitarist shirt, but I don't want the male guitarist shirt that has that, like that one, that dumb backwards logo on it. The acoustic guitar logo. I just want it in, in Cooper black. that just says male guitarist. Just put it on Teespring. Well, I couldn't make it, but then I feel like I'm stealing from that, you know, that website. They didn't invent male guitarist, Ryan. You know what? It's my identity. <laughs> they didn't, they don't own my identity. I'm proud to be a male guitarist. I'm pretty sure if you Googled male, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you're stealing it from anybody, you're stealing it from like the people who like it. it uh, yes. Male guitarist. Eric Clapton. You're stealing it from Eric what? Clapton. Eric Clapton is the best known male guitarist. I don't know if you Google male guitarist, that's what comes <laughs> up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just saying like, I know that idea as like a, a, parody or whatever um is like not like that shirt is not the first time anybody's done okay that. maybe i'll make a custom one-off just for me i'm not gonna sell i'll just make one for me because no, i want put it on teespring 
That's how you make. Have you ever read those? Uh, Maybe I'll do it as a cease and desist special where I keep it up until we get cease and yeah. desist. Have you ever seen those? Um, you're not going to get cease and desist. You're just going to make a lot of money with it. You think so? Have you ever seen these? Uh, I like money. These uh, articles on like how to make money on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I know like. It's it's not. I've seen yeah. I've seen all these videos and they just go on forever. Like the guys just explaining like, oh, you're gonna make so much money on the internet. I'm gonna show you how to drop ship. You just have to buy my book plan and you just keep watching the video. Yeah. So there like, is. Oh, that. Man, when is he? Gonna, is when is he gonna tell me how to make money on the internet? Yeah, but he really, he's trying to make money on the internet by selling you his his uh you know his book series. No, but there. It's okay. Yeah, there is that. But there's another one that actually like, I'm pretty sure works. If if you can, you just gotta strike. Just gotta be. Consistent. You gotta. You gotta get you lucky. Can, you can do like the tea. Not even Teespring. What's the other one? Red Is it Redbubble? Yeah. Something What's the like Bubble that. one? There's a bunch of services. There's a bunch of these. Yeah, go, yeah, like cheap shirt services, um, where you just submit a uh, image and they'll put it on a shirt. Yeah. And so literally, there's this there's this article that went around that is like anytime you see something in pop culture that you go like. That could be the next big meme. Just to make it a shirt. Make it a shirt. And, and, who knows. and eventually, like, you will start just selling these random shirts that say male guitarist or, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, you, it's just any slogan because most of the meme stuff, like, doesn't mention anything uh, specific. Someone the, the phrases, like, obviously, you can't have a phrase that's like part of from a TV show. Right, right. But if it's just like somebody's like slogan or whatever, like you can't you can't copyright words. You can <laughs> you literally can copyright words. But I'm saying like you can't like <laughs> okay. All right. You're right. I'm saying like me like the people who make memes, usually by the time the meme hits meme dumb, like it's so out of control that you just make the shirt. And even if right, they right. like cease and desist you, you're still, you've already made all that money. Right. The thing I worry about is stepping on toes of a community that what's editing Ryan. That's the little cartoon that I put into videos. Of me. You think I watch your videos? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. This episode is also brought to you by big ear pedals. Big ear pedals. Steve already showed off his. Big ear pedals. He got it. Here in box, he's got an Albi. I don't know if there's any more of this color. I think there are only four. I don't know how many there were beyond this one. There's three others that are currently unaccounted for and may or may not already be in other people's hands. Check your chocolate bars to see if you got the lucky Albi so that you can get a tour of the Albi factory. The Albi is a multi-modulation pedal. With presets, see these are. This is a switch. He was trying to figure out if it is a pedal. Yes, it is. Yes, it is a pedal. It is a pedal. Interesting. It's got two modes. It's got the regular mode, and it's got the kneel mode. Mm -hmm. If you hold the switch down and do a thing and another thing, super kneel. And if you put it in the lawn next to a uh, chicken nugget, you've got the Neil deGrasse Tyson mode. Get it? (laughs) How long have you been worth sitting on that one? Just now. No. <laughs> shut up. Get it? Because Tyson makes chicken nuggets. I don't, yeah. I don't know. No, I got it. I just. All yeah, right. it's a bad, terrible dad. Anyway, joke. Uh, 
thanks bigger pals for supporting the show in yeah. addition to the albi which should be everyone's cup of tea but i know some of you are boring they make a great uh rat style distortion the woodcutter which mm-hmm. is fantastic they make the loaf they should be called the wood fun. ripper because it'll rip your wood right off at the base yeah yeah just rip it off till it's a stump uh, and the l and the l a beautiful like slightly, just tastefully modulated reverb with a little bit of a springy sort of like, like, like bounce to it. The L is a beautiful reverb. So go check out those pedals from Big Ear. Uh, Grant sent us money two weeks ago to get camel milk and cookies. I still have no idea where to get camel milk. I heard somebody said that it's actually illegal. Like that you can't get Grant it. Grant is trying to get us to break the law? Breaking the law, breaking the well, law. Well, now I absolutely want to have. It's law, like all I want to have now is camel milk. That now that I know law, that is against the law. the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law. You right. know what we're gonna talk about now? Oh, we're gonna talk about Fleetwood God. Mac. Happy, uh, happy Fleetwood Mac album review day, Steve. Yeah, whatever. You sound like you enjoyed this album a lot. <sighs> Can we just get this over with? <laughs> Steve, we need to fill a bunch of time with this. We're cruising through the episode too fast. <laughs> I was, so, Fleetwood Mac, we're not doing... I Ryan was like, hey, we should take advantage of the meme and review Fleetwood Mac. And I said, oh, yeah, I listened to Rumors the other day. It's freaking great. You know, do you want to do Rumors? He goes, no, let's do one that no one will expect. And he picked Then Play On, which apparently critics say is the second best Fleetwood Mac album. Really? I just picked it because it was the last one that has Peter Green in it. So here, here is my thought process on this. Um, when that meme was going around with the guy skateboarding and chugging uh, cranberry juice. Oh, right. Where's our cranberry juice? I know, right? I don't have any. Oh. Um, while listening to Fleetwood Mac, um, I was seeing people all over the guitar net. Is that what you call it? The guitar net? Um, the guitar hairnet, like big britching it, dropping their knowledge. Be like, oh, a lot of people don't realize that Fleetwood Mac was a band long before Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Graham, jo- like Lindsey Buckingham joined. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. When was Lindsey Graham? That's when Fleetwood they Mac. had the real hits. You know, when Lindsey Graham was in yeah. the band. No, like, and everyone was flexing this secret knowledge that they thought they had. And I kept going in in people's posts, like, yeah, we all no already and then i sat and thought about it for a second i was like i've never actually listened to any of that music i know that it exists <laughs> but i've never actually listened to any of the pre stevie nicks fleetwood mac i've only listened to like the radio hits yeah, so you know why i really shouldn't be acting you know like why? i'm so you know big on the internet about i did this. not skip my comment on the first album do you have comments on this you look like you got I, have, some I have some i'm gonna skip my comment on the first song on here because i did not realize between my comment on the first song and my comment at the end of the album, um, what, uh, what the, that there was a tie in, um, which if I say what my first comment is, then it's in 20 minutes or all, all listeners are just gonna be yelling at their phones for 20 minutes. Uh, so second song though, and this was my take on a lot of this album. Second song is called closing my eyes which is what I want to do while listening to the song. I don't even know what to think about this album so far. It's just jam rock, I guess. And that was, I felt like that was a theme and, and, and maybe that's like the problem is I think of like Fleetwood Mac. 
I kept coming back to this over and over again that Fleetwood Mac is a um, pop, easy listening, not shitty Eagles. <laughs> I kept hearing big connections to like Led Zeppelin, Eric Clapton. Are you saying on this album? Yes. Yeah. On this album. Yeah. But you're saying that just in general, uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac, the, the pop version of Fleetwood Mac that the most of us are familiar with is a more pop version of the Eagles, which I, I can get behind. Yeah, I'm I can saying get behind that. this album is like, there were definitely a few songs where, um, so like track five was like a straight up blues song. And I just was like, I don't know what to do with this because it's technically good and it feels weird. It reminds me of listening through a, a Zeppelin album. Mm. But the difference is, is like when, when you hit those like blues jam songs on a Zeppelin album, it I feel like, okay, you're hitting the blues jam that is in between, you know, it's the blues jam that ties immigrant song to, right, right. you know, um, ramble on. Like it's, it like makes sense. I felt like all of the blues jams on this album were like, cool i'm at uh you know i went to the guitar meetup from from meetup.com at the local vfw right right here i am yeah yeah all right guys pentatonic and e yeah and so it's like it's it's technically proficient yeah Keep an ear out for the breaks. They're going to come randomly don't really care yeah i I couldn't be bothered to care i could have done without like the the full-on blues jams that were in this album it like Across the album, it felt really disjointed at times. Like, I don't know if it was just like the YouTube playlist that I found. Michael Krauss solved it. I needed to smash some brownies. This is from the period of music when people would get stoned and listen to a 20 minute bongo solo. But my, uh, my kind of takeaway from this is that if you like kind of like that late sixties era of Zeppelin, you know, Yardbirds, Cream. Then listen to those things. No, but here's here's what I'm saying. Like, you like that kind of era of stuff, but you need kind of like a palate cleanser to like remember that, oh, these, you know, these bands that I listened to that became huge with this sound, they didn't invent that sound. Like, this was just a sound that was floating around in a scene during a time. Like, you listen to this and it's like, oh, this came out the same year as like Led Zeppelin three or whatever. And mm. it's got a lot of the same stuff going on because a ton of bands, a crap ton of bands were doing that same sort of thing. Led Zeppelin didn't invent it. Yeah. You know, Clapton yeah. didn't invent this, you know, it's, it's all just influences where they're all bouncing off of each other and it came out of a scene. And I feel like this is a really solid, like piece of scene history of that era and this it, album, I think you this album like, predates Led Zeppelin by like two years, actually, I think. Does it? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think this this album was 69, right? Oh, nice. maybe it was nice. the same year. The, they had two albums before this. So, I mean, they're, they're squarely, they probably played shows together. Like all these right. bands probably played shows together and were like taking notes like, you know, the same okay, way all, yeah, like, same year, all those like the scene and, and emo kids all have the same exact song structure and same yeah. things they did in their songs. Like all these bands did the same things because that was the scene and that's how you entertained people in this time is people came out to see your bar band play and, you know, get high and watch, you know, whatever blues rock act was going on. And they all did kind of the same things to, you know, appease the crowds. So I think there's a lot of that going on 
in all the albums of this time. But I think there's something really fun about this one for me is that I hadn't heard any of this. And so it was like looking, listening to a period piece that kind of scratches those itches with, without beating me over the head of, oh, great, here's you know another Led Zeppelin song that I've heard a billion yeah. times. Oh, here's another Clapton song that I'm sick to death of hearing. And I could listen to those sounds and those themes and those you know tropes from the, those genres without being distracted by how familiar they were, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my takeaway on it. I don't know. I just, it was actually funny listening through. So track nine on the list that you gave, uh, that you sent me was a uh, re re-recording of the song. Okay. And it, it was, I'm pretty sure like the Stevie Nicks version of the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like. Huh. I, I skipped on that one because I was like, this comes from a completely different era. Like, this isn't what I want to hear. That yeah. that playlist that I found was bonkers. That's a little weird. Yeah, but it, it I, had all the tracks on there. I was following the track list, but there was extra stuff. And, like, there was, like, live versions of things or something mixed mixed in. And, like, I don't know. But, I, yeah. you know, I got the feeling for the album. I got the feeling for the, the band the way it was pre-Stevie Nicks. And, actually, there was, like, I was looking at a time chart of all the different members of Fleetwood right. Mac, and there was like a big centered chunk after Peter Green left after this album, where there still wasn't Lindsay and Stevie, and there yeah. were other people, and yeah. so there was like a whole other era of Fleetwood Mac that I still have no idea what they sound like. They could be totally different, but I did I did feel like, especially like on the second track and some of the earlier tracks, like mm-hmm. I was hearing, you know, Fleetwood Mac instrumentation that you hear. In Stevie Nicks era, you know, pop yeah. recognizable Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Like the spirit of the band is still in there, but you know the con- the uh, the themes and the music were much more a product of their time from this album, right? And that that's and I, you know I also wonder like how much of the the my inability I guess to process this album uh, had to do with like the fact that the the Compared to other albums I listened to from this era, I felt like the production quality was felt really weird. It, Maybe was, it was just kind of lo-fi. Say. It was kind of lo-fi. Yeah, it was a little lo-fi. Um, Which some- I actually enjoyed, though, because it, it, was, it was giving me, like, vibes of kind of garage rock, psychedelia sort of stuff. And there were, like, psychedelic as a yeah. genre, not as, like, an idea of, like, you know, taking mushrooms or whatever. But as a, a genre, there were psychedelic tropes throughout and you know little bits in the music there's like oh they're you know borrowing from the 13th floor elevators here right. and, and things like right. that oh there's some Je- jefferson starship influence right there mm-hmm. and you know so there was that floating around because it was still the late 60s yeah it wasn't fully into what you know we know with stevie nicks fleetwood mac where's you know you know adult contemporary play it next to eagles yeah sort so, of so pop. i only got through 11 of the i think 14 tracks on this album uh I was running up on time and I just uh, didn't, I just, I just couldn't get into he this album. Up. We've listened up. to other albums from this, from this era that I've enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't one of them. The very first comment that I, the very first note I wrote on this was the, this album opens with like a bongo conga solo. Whatever, I liked right? the bongo conga thing. I was getting Tusk vibes off of that. I was like, listening to it like, Oh, this was like a, this is like a, a sketch. Mm. that they referenced when they did Tusk. Right. Like this vibe, this groove. So um, my note on that was, so this is, so, and again, this is ironic 
people on the live stream are going to be smashing their computers, whatever, okay. I guess. So this is stealing from Santana. Does Santana own the rights to using congas? He should look into that. <laughs> there was a couple times, not on the, the conga thing, but later on when there were like guitar solos and like blues jams and stuff, it's like, there's a lot of Santana floating around in this. After track 11, I looked at the playlist of other... No, actually, I looked up uh, I looked at Peter Green. Okay. Um, a lot of times when we do these throwbacks albums, maybe I'll read about the production, but I won't necessarily like look at the history. I think it's distracting you know, and boring. Well, I just think it's it's more interesting to try to listen to it without without deep diving into it. Right. So I diverted to listen to Fleetwood Mac's Black Magic Woman, which I didn't realize that Black Magic Woman was originally Fleetwood Mac song that Santana covered. Oh, Peter Green wrote Black Magic Woman. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so it's like, and I think actually their version of Black Magic Woman is like two minutes shorter than Santana's and it's better. But th- that's what I'm talking about, though. It's like, it's kind of a time capsule where you can really hear so many influences floating around in this album that it really kind of captures that era very well without being like the specific thing. Like if I was making a movie and I didn't have a huge budget for music, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to have stuff that was squarely from that time period. Like I wanted to have like a Zeppelin sort of thing. Yeah. No, there's probably a song or two. I could grab off of this. If I wanted to have like a Santana ish thing, there's probably Mm -hmm. a song or two. I could grab off of this. If I wanted to have a Clapton, uh, you know, creamish sort of thing. There's a song or two on this I could grab. So I feel like this album should be grabbed by, movie producers that need soundtrack work. I'm sure you could get these songs a lot cheaper than, you know, (laughs) Santana, Zeppelin, you know, Clapton tunes. It fits an era. And like I said, like it's, it's technically proficient. It's just not something. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I, my, my biggest criticism is that the album doesn't feel cohesive. Like it kind of wanders around. Yeah. And not in like an intentional way. Like it's like, there's no, greater theme to this is just like this might as well be like a best of because i can't really tell like if these songs were even recorded at the same time like they all feel very like kind of patchworked in a certain way right maybe there's a better maybe there's a better example i don't know i don't know that's another fleetwood mac album this is literally the first fleetwood mac album i've actually listened to all the way through so i don't know yeah Oh man. Yeah. It, comment down below or wherever you happen to be. Is there a Fleetwood Mac album we should absolutely listen to for our own listening pleasure? Yeah. Um, and you know, there, I, we get the comment a lot. J, JR made it and earlier. And don't say rumors. Yeah. Uh, J, JR said earlier that we have a tendency to shit on anything that was made before we were born. Which, That's not true. I don't know. Maybe we need, haven't reviewed enough albums from before we were born. Most of the music I deeply enjoy is from before my uh, parents were born. <laughs> That's not true. Slightly after my parents were born. I'm I'm trying to look through notes to see, find another album from before we were born. I'm trying to find this guy's comment so I can it's ban him for a while. <laughs> you can ban him for life? <laughs> Good grief, man. I'm not, you know, vindictive. I just want to get rid of this person forever. Like Oingo Boingo's only allowed was from before I was born. Maybe I don't. It, it's further up. <laughs> that doesn't it? matter. I don't, I'm just joking. Um, 
So yeah, I would say that like go jump in the go jump in the comments and uh, suggest some albums yeah. from before we were born. Yeah, the fifteen hundreds had great music. Yeah, when were you? When what's when were you born? 81? 80. 81. 81. 81. So albums made nineteen eighty or earlier. That is what we want suggestions for. Don't suggest Zeppelin. Don't suggest Pink well, Floyd. Well, if the album came out. Uh, before August 31st, 1981, I can there listen to it. There you go. Make it hyper-specific. <laughs> like, find the album that comes out the day before I'm born. That's what I want to listen there to. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably a Fleetwood Mac album for my birthday. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's the thing. is like, you know, we're talking about Fleetwood Mac, and I realize it's the pop album, and I mentioned this earlier. We kind of mentioned this earlier, like, I listened through rumors like maybe two weeks ago. Like I really enjoyed listening to that album. Yeah, sure. I would listen to it again. Yeah. I just didn't enjoy this album. I maybe I don't want to enjoy enjoy this style of music. Didn't we listen through a Jethro Tull album? I don't remember. I don't know if I would consent to that. <laughs> I can barely handle one Jethro Tull song. Don't you like it's it's metal, was, man. It's it was one oh of the, gosh, they're one of the metal. greatest metal bands of all time. Flute metal. Uh I was thinking we won't be doing it next week because we've already got that one decided. Um, yeah. Alex Winter's coming out with a Zappa documentary. Oh, cool. I've never listened to an Al- a Zappa album. Maybe that's something we should do in a couple of weeks. There we go. Zappa, there we go. Zappa albums. So suggest Zappa albums yeah. to us. Don't put it in this chat, guys. Put it in the comments. In the video, the video comment section on YouTube. this chat, dis- well, it doesn't disappear, but it's harder yeah. to access. Or do it on uh, you, on on Facebook or, or whatever, yeah. wherever you know that we actually comment because we don't go back and check all these live comments. So last ad, or you want to do uh, housekeeping? Let's do some housekeeping this week. Housekeeping <laughs> this week's housekeeping. Uh, housekeeping is where we thank everyone who supports the show mm-hmm. via Patreon.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com/slash. 60 cycle humcast uh and this week we thank Stephen fines who joined us at the inner circle level of ten dollars more like Stephen fine yeah uh steven you're not mine. in the inner circle group as of the recording of this because i couldn't find you on Uh-oh. facebook so find one of us yeah uh, my facebook profile link is on in the patreon notes somewhere and you should be able to find it if not send me a message and i'll uh, yeah we'll just do it um let's let's get it done um so yeah uh ten dollars gets you in the inner circle it gets into our backstage group that i just talked about in Mm -hmm. the on facebook gets you a nice little swag pack um for five dollars i send you a swag pack too for one dollar we will read your name on the show one time yeah and on uh we're doing every other week now where we do a live episode and the next week we do a pre-recorded episode we are doing the uh patreon list uh, scrolling credits thing at the end of those videos again. So yeah. we're getting yeah. back to that. So your name will be on a YouTube screen at the end of this, no matter the dollar amount that you pledge. One dollar all the way up to six. One dollar Hundred and twenty-four dollars. Dollar mm-hmm. I want to see something. You want to oh. see a picture of a dollar due? Oh, Steve's going to play his cat game again. <laughs> uh, it's not going to download. <laughs> I was going to see how many more. Uh, patrons we need to get to 100 oh and goodness. i was gonna say when we get 100 I'll, I'll take five minutes to read off every patreon's name on an episode that was your goal for this year huh that actually i think was my goal for this year is to get to 100 we might actually hit it yeah all right well this last ad was sent to us by chris reynolds 
Oh, I've got to take down the Fleetwood Mac <laughs> thing. I forgot that was even up there. Uh, this is for an amplifier. This is a crap. PV Crapsman uh, Backstage 30, 1976 gray. This is a unique item. At Drew Swinky Guitars, we had a really beat-up PV Backstage 30 combo amp. Um, so with the help of, oh, NAU Engineering, we bring you a Craftsman slash Backstage 30 amp head, which also serves as the prototype for a line of toolbox, toolbox amp heads, Drew Swinky Guitars, and NAU. Is it NAU or is it Now Engineering? Do you remember that I had an I NAU reverb unit? I do. That's why I got excited to yeah, say that's, their name again. that's cool. I didn't even catch that when I screen grabbed this. So, yeah, I had a reverb unit built by NAU or Now or New however it's pronounced. Um, it was all right, but that's funny that there's a connection here because that's a super small builder that barely has any product. I think they just do custom one-off sorts of things. Um, I kind of like this concept. I've seen toolbox builds before. Mm-hmm. I haven't ever seen one that incorporated the original faceplate from the amp, and I think it's a really cool look, especially with the kind of like rugged PV aesthetic connected to the metal Toolbox. Yeah, it really works. It works really well. I it's like a good it. worker. <laughs> you know, as far as things that work well, this thing works well visually. And I'm sure it works great as, you know, a solid state amplifier in a toolbox. Yeah. 450 bucks, 40 bucks shipping. What does a backstage amp usually go for? Like 125 bucks usually? Maybe. <laughs> so Maybe. that's a bit of a reach. But, I mean, this is a good idea starter. If you've got a backstage amp, do this. Yeah. Um, if you, I don't if think you the, like it. I don't you... think the PV the PV backstages were not tube amp. Somebody uh, asked if it was a tube amp. No, they was, those are solid state for sure. This is a metal amp, or rather it's a, you know, earlier someone said they, they wouldn't want to play an electric guitar, the aluminum guitar, because they might get shocked. Um, and I feel like that's, I would be more worried about this. I mean, I'm sure N- NAU knows what they're doing with that, but I would definitely be more nervous about getting shocked by this. Yeah, because you get shocked by the, the chassis of this amp. And that was is a much bigger shock. I would be sh- I would be shocked if you could get shocked any more frequently by an alum- aluminum guitar than a regular guitar because you're still grounding oh, a regular yeah. guitar to yeah. the strings true. and the hardware and everything. It doesn't matter what the body is made out of. You're still connected electrically to whatever the cable is plugged into. And hopefully you're plugged into something that will not feed enough current to your guitar to electrocute you because in that case, there are lots of other problems happening. Yeah. I don't know. This is a cool look. This is in New York. I appreciate it. The price is bonkers. Yeah, it's a little high unless you really love Craftsman and Sears is out of business. So that maybe that's why this is it's so vintage. expensive. It's, it's not the it's, amp. It's the toolbox. Yeah. It makes it expensive. Well, it's not just vintage now. It's you know, it's a brand that's out of business. It is it's, a collector's item. It's a collector's item. I haven't thought about that. I've got, I've got plenty of Craftsman stuff around here. I should be putting that on eBay, like collectors, craftsmen, battery operated drill. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to tell us about the song that the live stream people won't hear, but the podcast people will. Yeah. This oh, week. Shoot. I never, wait, I never pressed record. Did I? 
Damn it. <laughs> We're not recording the audio. Awesome. So we'll be grabbing the video audio for the podcast. Sorry, guys. Very cool. Uh, this week's <laughs> this week's uh, album or song was sent by Matt Budd. He says, hey, gents, here's a tune from an old band I was in called Atomic Alice. This was a live multi-track recording we did at a bar of a song called Running Back to You. I played my five-string American Deluxe Jazz Bass through a Trainer YBA 200. That sounds cool. That's pretty kind of yeah. close to a rig that I had. Uh, and our guitar player, Arturo, played his Johnny Marr signature jag through a Vox hand-wired AC-15. The band is no longer together, but you can check out some of our old music on Bandcamp. Hope you enjoy. Keep up the good work. Everyone like gets so hyped on the Johnny Marr signature jag that like I kind of want one. But then I know I'll be disappointed because I can't like I don't know. I don't even remember what the features are of it versus I mean I just it's like just good. Like, I just like a regular Jaguar. So yeah. why would I want his version? Well, and then part of me is like, oh, I'll be sad that like I can't play any Smith songs on it because I suck at guitar. <laughs> but then I remember that Taylor Swift played a Johnny Marr Jag, so I'll just play some Taylor Swift there songs just, on it. Just play some Tay Tay. Solved. Yeah. All right. Thanks for watching, everyone. Yep. Uh, Stay grounded, and we'll see you later. Bye.
again.